Welcome back to Grimdark Live, your weekly webcast for all things Dice Dragons, Demons, and a Dwarf from the Warhammer Worlds. I'm your host, Patrick, and tonight we are talking about Skaven. Listen, folks, I want to thank you very much for being back with us. Uh, we had a little bit of technical difficulty, but that's what happens when uh, you've got one of the most chaotic guests in the game with you, and uh, we're talking about Skaven. So, yeah, but folks, uh, thank you very much for thanks very much for coming back. Uh, but, hey, before we – let's start over. Let's just start over. Clean slate. Everyone's got amnesia. Here we go. Uh, but before we get into all that, uh, thanks again for joining us here tonight on Grimdark Live. And if you like our show, please don't forget to give our channel a like or subscribe if you haven't already done so. Uh, and also, let your friends know about us. Pass the show on to your friends and, and let them know that uh, we got a great show out there. And hopefully, they're interested in this kind of content. And um, and uh, hopefully, they'll be joining us. And also, in tonight's show and our conversation, we're going to be discussing... Uh, lists and armies and their respective play styles. So if you guys have a list out there that you want to share, please leave it in the chat or the comment section below in the notes, and uh, we will definitely get to it. Uh, but all right, here we go, you dice chuck and glue sniffing gamer goons. We are ready for another Tuesday night madness here on uh, Grimdark Live. And uh, tonight we're going to be talking about them dirty rat bastards known as Skaven. And tonight we have with us one of the most chaotic rats in the game. I mean, look at this. He screwed up our first attempt at the show, man. Now he's back here again to to roll with it. Mike Drafke, what do you hear? What do you say, bud? How's it going, man? We're all good, I think. We're, we, are, uh, we are all good, man. We're all good and, and I, welcome. I never thought I'd, you can never associate my name with being a rat, I feel like, but you know, Skaven. Yeah, all right, know. all right, all right. I love Sk- that. Skaven, know. there you yeah, go. Yeah, it doesn't do well with the rats. The <laughs> that's right, man, uh, that's right. That's right. All right, so Skaven, right. Skaven. But Mike, uh, welcome to Grimdark Live, man. What? Uh, yeah, what? Yeah. How, how have things been going, man? Uh, fantastic. Uh we did. We did. Uh, I think we hit the warp stone a little hard there in the beginning, and uh, <laughs> I'm excited to talk about everything that's been coming out. Uh, just checking out that uh, new uh, Doombell War Scroll. Oh, that dude, was- these leaks are awesome, and, and you know GW's behind it. They're they're completely behind all these leaks, and I love it. You know, right now, Pat, I don't. I'm not seeing your pretty face. I am just getting the Grimdark logo, but oh. I, I am hearing. I am hearing your uh, voice. You know what? It, it's it's it, you probably just need to turn on YouTube and mute it, and and there I am, man. You're going to see the most most gorgeous looking you know nerdy game right. commentator okay. on the planet. Uh, there you are. And now I'm doing see? that. And wow, there you see, are. bingo. Yeah. There you go. There you go. But you know, honestly, buddy, I'm I'm really I'm really happy that uh, uh, that you're on the show this evening. I mean, Skaven are are probably, and I want to say this right to you. I, honestly, I'm going to say this to you as honestly as I can, and everybody out there listening, Skaven are probably my favorite opponent army to play against. Truthfully. I mean, uh, I mean, look, I'm not saying that I have a terrible game against uh, other, other armies, but to me, I think Skaven really are probably, I've never had a bad game with Skaven. I'll put it that way. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, uh, it's always entertaining, and that's that's a fun part for sure. Even competitively playing with them, it's uh, it's a fun game. Oh yeah, yeah. You know what? Absolutely. I mean, you know the thing is, what I love about Skaven, I think, is there is there. I mean, if you, if anything, right? They're a flavorable army who can quite literally blow themselves off the table on their own first disastrous turn, and it's always going to be pretty comical because because of that. Really, if you think about it, they they have a lot of really weird rules about. Uh, you know, what you can or, you know, can't be done and, and who can or can't, can't do things. And there, there's also the various clans and allegiances for Skaven, you know, and all those units that, that make up that army, which makes things weirder in some cases when you look at clan Molder and clan pestilence. And so there's a lot of these questions that I want to talk about with you tonight, uh, as a Skaven player, um, to really kind of clear up some of these, these, these edge cases, if you will, especially because we're looking on the precipice of the new Skaven army that's going to be released here with us in 3.0, you know? Yeah. Um, but, I'm looking forward to Clan Pestilence. I'll tell you, that's probably my, uh, what I'm most excited for. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I'm a little nervous. I, I really actually don't want them to just give us like disease tokens like they did with Nurgle. I, oh. I hope they don't take that angle. Yeah. I don't think so. You know, I, and, and it's funny because I, and let's kind of take a sidebar here for a second. You know, you've got the four major chaos gods, right? You've got you've got Korn, Slanesh, Nurgle, and you've got um, uh, Zeech. So when, when, what you're talking about with Pestilence there is more aligned with Nurgle. But a lot of times, you know, well, in, recently in what? I think it was early one. Well, I think it was 1.5 or 2.0. They announced that the Horned Rat was the fifth god. Which I always find kind of hysterical because you know you know that that something terrible is going to happen to the first four, but I think I don't think they're going to give them the Nurgle the full Nurgle Maggotkin deal. I, I don't because you got to think about it; they're not really them. They're kind of a byproduct. You know, they think of it this way. To me, pestilence is almost like they're taking a mark, like say a Slaves of Darkness army would. You know what I mean? Well, I just I the only thing I don't want is like the disease tokens, the kind of idea they did there. I hope they stick with the the prayers actually, and uh, that that that's actually a pretty cool concept. I think that priests have really become a valuable part of the game. I agree. Uh, I agree. I, playing against fire slayers lately, uh, I think the, a lot of those prayers have been working phenomenally against me. Now, let me ask you a question: <laughs> What is it about? What is it about the? You know, I guess I'm going to call it the the the, the Nurgle esque type of uh, of play style the disease points and all that kind of stuff that you don't really dig what, what what is it about it that you don't care for you know it's just i'm and I, i'm not being a complainer about it it's just like uh with all the tokens and moving them around on the board yeah um, okay if i'm playing vikings where i have like a small number of models if i'm using like a lot of models i feel like it slows the game down and, and i'm just not a fan of anything that is going to slow the, the game play down competitively because like then you know how that goes in, in these uh time frames like yeah yeah i you know yeah. what and i get that and i just think that right now when when i when i look at the game as far as you know and again we're getting a little bit off topic here but when i look at like the the the, the game as far as what say um nurgle brings to the table i think that'd be a huge benefit to skaven well i'm not saying they don't work I, the disease tokens work like i, I they win uh games all the time I just, uh, I think it slows the game down a little bit. And that's the only thing. Like, I, I like, uh, I've been playing Pestilence, playing Pestilence lately, like the last couple of weeks. And uh, I really like the gameplay. I When I first got into 
uh, Skaven. It, it seemed like all it was about was the Warp Lightning Cannon, Warp Lightning Vortex, and uh, Clan Scry. And uh, as much as I love them, I think I like the Pestilence play a little bit better with the prayers and the little priests just running around doing their thing. Uh, it's a fun play style for sure. Yeah, yeah. I, you know what? I, I can agree with that. I, I like that. I like the way you put that. I mean, um, you know, it's funny. Let's, let's kind of take a step back because I think in reality, you know, I mean, we got we got a lot we're going to cover in Skaven tonight. We're going to talk a lot about that. But but I think in reality, you're really also, you as your, yourself, Mike, in your game and play style, you're really all about chaos as a faction and not just Skaven, right? I mean, that, that's part of what we're going to be talking about tonight. Yeah. Bellacore is by far my favorite thing going on in uh, chaos. And uh, yeah, I'm a fan of every chaos army. That's that's the truth of it. Right now, uh, Skaven's definitely my flavor. Just uh, I was really excited about what was coming out. And, you know, I know some people are disappointed, uh, but that's the community. Uh, I think it's kind of exciting. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty excited about it and to try some new stuff out. Okay. Well, I, I think I think for the most part, you know, uh, you know, when I, when I look at your play style, I mean, you really are all about chaos. We've got Legion of the First Prince, Nurgle, Warriors of Chaos. Um, I, and let me ask you this. What is it about chaos and their legions that really has such a hold on you? Well, it's the only way to play Warhammer, in my opinion. <laughs> uh, right. You know, though... I get it. There's a lot of there's a lot of guys supporting the order. I think they think they're the good guys, but it's not. You know, you need that chaos. You need that chaos in the world. So, uh, and, and I'm I'm a fan of uh, I, I don't know how to put it. Sometimes as a chaos player, maybe you feel like an underdog coming in, like sure. to a certain list. Sure. And, okay. And getting that victory is always sweet. And you do with chaos. I think you need a little bit of uh, chaos on your side. You need some crazy roles, and uh, especially with Skaven, you know, I've been lucky enough to not blow myself up in the last like four games at all well, with any of my uh, scribe. So, yeah, you know what? It's funny because um, uh, you, you also have a theory here about Bellacore versus Arcan. You wanna, you wanna. I mean, here's the thing. I, I think it's kind of fair to kind of get this out of the way right in the beginning because I think later on, in addition to Skaven as a topic for tonight's show, we're going to be dabbling slightly in the idea of chaos as a whole. Correct. So. So what's this? What's this malarkey you have that that my boy Arcan is going to get knocked off by Bellicor? Well, I, I will say I'm not the biggest lore guy, but the second I started playing Legion of the First Prince, and then I heard that, then I started getting the the stories from you know the guys at the shop who are really into the lore, which I love. I love hearing about all of it. Um, but when I heard about you know Bellicor is not the king of chaos, I don't know. You, these guys are already delusional to begin with. So I called it out in the beginning of 3.0 that at the end of this, uh, Bellacore would be king of chaos. And I think we're right on, right on pace. Well, I mean, yeah, it, I take over the army, uh, the slaves of darkness and he's going to be running the show. That's my <laughs> I gotta be honest with you, man. It, it's going to be interesting. And, you know, and just to give you a little sidebar, that whole, that whole, uh, that whole uh, fight, if you will, between, um, you know, Arcan and Bellacor, that goes back because Bellacor is essentially jealous of Arcan. He's essentially jealous that Arcan is really the, 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 the I guess, uh, ever chosen, right? The Lord of the Apocalypse. And Bellacor feels that that should be his, spa- his spot, not, not some, you know, dirty mortal. Yeah, which is 100% understandable. I totally, I totally get that. Yeah, you know, well. Even, even as a Chaos player, I, I tend to play the demons over, uh, the mortals 
Yeah. But I got love for I got love for corn mortals. Uh, I'll say that. I love the uh, aesthetic of that army and uh I I'm looking forward to them giving corn uh, a boost at some point. It looks like it won't be for a while, but uh that's exciting. Yeah. Those are and my Blight Kings. I got some love for the Blight Kings, too. Yeah, you know, you know what? But but you got we got Grandson of Behemoth here on the chat here. You're going to have to respond to this. He says, Bellacor dies game one against Storm, Crusade, uh, Storm Crusaders. What do you what do you have to uh, say to them? Are you, you going to let them talk to you like that? What's the world it's, coming it's okay. to? If anyone knows, you know, sadly, he's moved to order. And he's he's licking he's licking the exploding uh, sixes, you know, the boots. It's, <laughs> it happens. It's, it's chaos isn't for everyone, you know. Some guys like that uh, order play. Well, you know what? It. I, uh, I'm, I can't wait to I can't wait to bring the Blight Kings that Steve betrayed uh, to the table and beat his Stormcast out. I I will take uh, some. Well, uh, there, there, there no, you go, yeah. man. Grandson of Behemoth, you got your challenge, man. Game on. Game on. Oh, yeah. That, that's a game that's been in the uh, works. Uh, we've never had a bad game. I'll say that. He's one of my favorite players. Oh, yeah. Sure. Yeah, no, no. Yeah. He, uh, he, uh, he's, uh, he, he's a pretty damn good player. You know, he, he, uh, well, he was, he was prison champion, you know, back in the, back in the state pen. You know, he was, he was prison oh, champion I there. I, I mean, I believe that 100%. Yeah, and, and and now now you know he's he's now found really now as a rabbi he's he's one of the he's one of the greatest you know Warhammer players at the synagogue he really is it's amazing the turnaround this guy's had. Sigmar saved his soul as Stormcast. He really, uh, he really and he around. and he's got a lot of chutzpah. I'll tell you that much. All right, all right I, I'd, love, I'd love to see him go back to destruction. That's where he really belongs. Yeah, but that's uh, that's 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 just a uh, that's just another another show. Um, that, that we're going to, yeah, that we're going to have to get into, uh, here in a little, in a little bit, but, um, you know, it's funny. I want, I want to bring this up here real quick because I, I think this is a good part to, uh, to, to, to kind of segue here before we get into the, uh, sniffing glue or, or staying true. But in the past week during Warhammer Fest, this is the, the event with the re- reveals, we got to look at the new Deathmaster. Any thoughts on this model? I mean, I know we're kind of getting warmed up here to talk about Skaven, and we're going to be looking at two different lists that you have, you know, as far as Skaven. But, you know, what are your early thoughts on the Deathmaster when you saw that one? Well, I am a little excited about it because I have about 4,000 points of Skaven, and I have no Clan Ashen. So if they start making a bunch of models for Skaven and they are Clan Ashen, like, that's perfect for me. I can't wait to buy those sculpts. I think he looks awesome. Uh his war scroll is not bad. I mean, I, I saw some people, you know, the community unplayable. Oh, but sure. I, I think, he, I think he's going to be uh, pretty good. And then with the storm vermin, uh, you know, I'm sure he'll have plenty of things that can help him stay alive. And yeah. I think I'm excited to see that uh, Ninja Skaven. That sounds great. To me. Yeah. Well, those things are back again. Those things are back. You know, those were the, uh, the, 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 I think they were gutter runners or something like that uh, back in the day. Um, but they're back, so that's going to be kind of cool. I'm really excited for this release, and I'm really glad that we're going to be talking about it because talk, going back to the Deathmaster here, it looks like the the theme from the recent Underworlds box is really kind of continuing for Skaven, which is going to be exciting because say what you want about the game, if you have any opinions on that, good or bad or ugly, but their sculpts are, are pretty awesome. And, you know, let me go back to yeah. the Deathmaster thing. I want, I want to kind of touch on a little, a little bit of brevity here as we talk about this because this probably won't be the centerpiece of your army but it has some really cool detail, and that's what I love about this sculpt. It has some really cool detail that could make for a fun painting challenge. Now, I myself am a lousy painter, 
but you're pretty good. You hold your own. No, you are Picasso compared to me. I'm I, a Pete Casso. What are you crazy? <laughs> um, you know, lucky. I, I will say that's one of my favorite things about Warhammer is, uh, you know, I've never painted miniatures ever. Um, I'm constantly inspired by guys in the club. I mean, they, they always get better. They're always open with like their tricks and how they do their painting. And that, that's been a really cool, uh, just part of the hobby in general. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. No. And you want to know something they, they, there's, there's a lot of, um, uh, there's a lot of talent and I think, I think we're very fortunate. We have a great club. We have an absolute great club. Uh, but, but enough of talking about those guys, let's stick with Skaven. So the new battle tome that's coming out, we've seen some glimpses of it. Obviously there's a couple of leaks that have already been out on the boards. I mean, Mike, what are you hoping to get with the new Skaven? I mean, you as a Skaven player, what are you, what are you hoping to see? What would you like to see if, if you, if you could be King Rat, what would you like to see? Or King Skaven? Sorry, we're not supposed to use the, the, the word rat. Yeah, well, not in chaos. Uh, I, I am already thinking that somewhere in our allegiance abilities, and this is a prediction for me, so no one, I, I'm making this up, but I think now that the, uh, Doombell doesn't have, where uh, we're stopping the battle shock from being within 13. Uh, I think that might become an allegiance ability. Okay. That if uh, Skaven are wholly within a hero, that they won't suffer from battle shock. And I'm hoping that's uh, on there because right now it's kind of a mystery of how we're going to stop the, you know, battle shock. Okay. Because it doesn't seem like they're going to change the bravery idea, which makes sense, right? They're Skaven. Sure. They're going to run away. Sure. So I'm totally cool them keeping that but uh i do look i hope for that and obviously i hope they do something about us uh in our battle line i'm hoping that because i don't think the skaven book was bad in any you know even right now it, it it's pretty fun to play and you can get wins out of it there's just those like minor tweaks that would uh like battle line obviously is just a huge uh bummer yeah, well, I'm kind of glad that you brought up the tweaks because we're going to get into that because I have some opinions on that, and I have a great respect for Skaven. As I said in the beginning of the show, they're one of my favorite armies to play against, probably the favorite opponent to have. Uh, I always get a great game out of them. But in sticking with the current Battle Tome and kind of what, what we're kind of uh, fantasizing over as far as what we're going to be hopefully getting in this, the rumors and on the board, the stuff I've read, Mike, are the new Battle Tome promises to be a big focus on Clan Eshin while, I guess, you know, maintaining... Um, you know, any other clan I'm sure is still viable uh, or, or a mixed one if you're so inclined. But it seems like the big push right now is Clan Eshin. Is that something that you could see yourself playing? Are oh, you, absolutely. You... Like I said, it's the only models I don't currently have. So if they make a new run of, you know, uh, models, I would definitely be picking those up and yeah. playing them. And even mixing them into like a pure Skaven army, uh, I could definitely see that happening. Sure. Sure, absolutely. You know, and 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 more to come on that. But I think this is a pretty good warm up as as uh, what we're going to be getting into here later on in the show. And uh, you know, looking at Skaven in the present and moving forward uh, in the not too future, I think this is going to be a good discussion because I think not only Mike, do you have a really good bead on say the Skaven as you play them and play them pretty well, but I also think you're you're really you're really you're really down with the sickness, man. You're really in with chaos big time. And I think, I think that, that that's going to be a good, a good topic for that. But first, man, before, before we go any further, man, here's the proverbial question. Are you, uh, are you staying true? Are you sniffing glue? What's happening in your hobby or tournament life? 
I'm doing a little bit of both. Uh, no, uh, <laughs> uh, I'm staying true. You know, uh, I actually right now, right now I'm uh, working secretly on, which I didn't want to tell anyone, but I've been secretly putting together a little Slanesh, uh, Slanesh army because uh, of the white dwarf. So, Aha. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's right around the corner. You know, it's funny. I'm also working on a secret army. And I'm telling any of you uh, nosy bastards. I'm not, you're not, you know, I can, you know, when I you see it on the. Oh, what is it? I just I, gave away my secret. I'm not. No, no, no. I'm, I'm not telling anybody. You know, and, and, and there's a reason why, Mike. There's a reason why that I'm, I'm doing this. Fight, isn't it? Well, I, <laughs> hold on a minute. I have to stick with this with this secret because you know what? I give up easy. And if I talk about it and I hear other people's opinions, I, I fold like the Argentine army in '82. I got. I gotta just. I gotta just make sure I keep it quiet because that, that's what keeps me motivated. You know what I mean? So I, it's I, it's something. Let's put it this way. It's a test for me, both play style. And paint style. There you go. Oh, um, <laughs> no, I'm not saying nothing. I'm not saying nothing. <laughs> so that's what's coming up uh, for for me. But uh, but also we got uh, we got stuff in the news that's happening. Actually, you know, we got a pretty a pretty robust uh, news piece here that I think um, I think we have a lot to talk about because did you see the most recent rumor engine? Because this uh, yeah, thing came out, it 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 uh, it obviously looks like some type of a a slan or something like that for sure. But you know, I don't know who's carrying it or what's happening there. New Saurus, new Skink Hero, something like that. What do you think? Uh yeah, it definitely is uh, looking like Seraphim. I, I I would agree with that. Uh, um, I don't know slan. You think I'm I'm thinking maybe a like a Saurus. Like a, a Saurus hero, maybe? Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely Seraphon. I, I'll definitely say that. It's definitely Seraphon for sure. But um Yeah, I, I mean you could tell by the little trinkets that are that are there on the bottom of the spear, the base of the spear, the handle of the spear, and you can tell by the way the design of the actual tip of the spear. It, it's definitely that. It's probably gonna be some type of a special hero or something like that. And and I like it because I will say this the Seraphon sculpts are older than dirt. They, they definitely need to be redone. And I think that's a lot of the reason why people don't play the army. They're a fantastic army. You know, they're, they're a great army, as a matter of fact. But I think people yeah, don't like... Awesome. Yeah, I mean, but right now, all the all their, their sculpts look like Fisher-Price models. I mean, nobody wants to play them. And I think it's I think it's their aesthetic. So I, I'm very excited to see new um, new sculpts come about. So Yeah, that, I mean, I thought, they, uh, I thought the new Croak looked awesome. Uh, once you see it on the table, it looks great. Yeah, yeah, agreed, agreed, agreed. So that's uh, that's our guess, man. Whatever you guys think is is the new uh, rumor engine, leave it in the chats or in the, in the comment section below. But you know, um, a couple of people reached out to me on GrimdarkLive.com uh, and asked uh, uh, when we do our news section if we can kind of talk about some of the upcoming releases uh, that are happening right now because there seems to be a lot, and they're right. And so I kind of wanted to take a minute here in the news, Mike, and just kind of talk about the battle tome. Uh, roadmap and the upcoming releases that are happening here for 2022 because I think we're getting a lot of stuff thrown at us and and yeah, it, it, I, love it. I love it too but it's it's something fairly unusual uh, in Age of Sigmar you usually see this kind of stuff in 40k and it's 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 pretty uh, it's pretty consistent now and it really the end of the story is it's hard to kind of keep up with the release schedule for Warhammer Age of Sigmar I mean and here tonight in Grimdark Live we're going to be doing our level best to stay on top of this report as best as we can. Because, you know, Mike, I'm sure you've seen it. You know, Grimdark Live finally released an update and their roadmap for the upcoming Battle Tomes for Age of Sigmar. And here's what we know right now. In, in March of 2022, 
we definitely had the release for Iden at Deepkin and the Fire Slayers following the release of that battle box, whatever the frick it was called, uh, Fury of the Deep. That's what it was called. I couldn't remember for a second there. Um, and then what we know is we have Night Haunt and Daughters of Cain right around the corner. And that box set is going to be Arena of Shades. Uh, I think that's already been released, yes, uh, which was really a, a bad way to handle it. They, 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 they gave us a box set, no new books. Kind of goofy. Uh, but we've talked about that before in the show. I won't beleaguer that point. Um, this summer, we're going to have two new battle tomes. It's going to be Sylvaneth and Skaven. We're here tonight, folks, to talk about Skaven. Um, and then later in the fall, I think it's four of them, Mike, right? I think we got one order, one chaos, and two destruction, I believe. Um, which, you know, obviously, for obvious reasons, aren't confirmed yet. So that's that's kind of the landscape that we know right now, taking us through, you know, prior to December, when when Slaves to Darkness are, are going to be out, and, and seemingly they're going to be accompanied by a decent release of new miniatures, which uh, we'll, we'll probably get into at another time, you know, but we'll definitely talk about that a little bit more when we get into, we get into uh, chaos. So what say you, man? In the fall, we got four we got four battle tomes coming out: order, chaos, and two destruction. What are we looking at? What do you think? What's your call? Hmm. Um, I know what mine would be. Like what I want it to be. Well, no, well, or or yeah, oh. if that if that'll help you, yeah. What do you think? So we got we got like I said, we got an order. Uh, in the in the fall, uh, we've got order, chaos, and two destruction. You know, I could see a zine's book uh being done. I don't. I I haven't heard one thing about it. To be honest, on all the chaos pages, I don't hear anyone talking about a zine's redo. But uh, I could see that. Yeah, yeah, that's a good guess. That's a good guess. Me, I to stick with the chaos thing. I think it's going to be Oathbreakers, man. I think I think we're getting the the mean little stunties. Oh, you're not I kidding. You're not kidding, dude. I, I, I've always loved the aesthetic and the look of the Oathbreakers, the Chaos Dwarves, and I, I think that's going to yeah, be the Chaos are. book. I think that's going to be the Chaos book, and I, I think, um, I think it's going to be, um, I think that's going to be a huge release. Uh, Order, I don't know, maybe Seraphon, maybe, I'm guessing, uh, but definitely, I would think the Destruction ones are going to be Gloomspite Gits and Ogre Maw Tribes. That's my, that's my guess on those. I'd like to see. Uh... Both the, the ogres and gloom spike in it. That'd yeah. be. Uh, I'd love to see gloom spike really start hitting tables. That would be incredible. Yeah. Like if they made it up to just really be hitting the scene. Yeah, I never thought I'd, I'd hear myself say this, but I'm I'm tired of seeing trogoths on the table. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, you yeah, know what? Uh, I, I never um, at AFD when I played. Uh, I got to play against the gloom spike army with a really good player. And uh, it was the first time anyone ever played against me with Squigs. Out of all the games I played, you know, I didn't get to play against that too often. It was really right. fun. It was yeah. a very uh, interesting army. Yeah, you know what? It um, it uh, Squigs are fun. Squigs are a lot of fun. And and I, I'd like to see what they're going to do with, with Gloomspite. But, so the, that's kind of what we wanted to address. Oh, one more thing. The General's Handbook 2022 and 23 that's coming out too as far as the releases – as we know, the General's Handbook was was released. It looks like it's going to be uh, a seasonal hand type of handbook, and it seems to have become this possible six-month release window type deal. And from what I understand, all, all the points changes, including the General's Handbook, are also going to be available for free in the AOS app and the Warhammer community website. Now, that's what I understand 
to be the, uh, the the new path moving forward with with GW. Um, but Mike, what are your thoughts on the upcoming outlook for for deliverables uh, from Games Workshop? Are you excited for it? I mean, do you think we're really moving into quite possibly the renaissance of our our little game here? I mean, I'm really excited. Uh, I love I love the whole season of playing monsters. That's been really awesome. I've loved how that looked on the table, and uh, I'm ready for a battle line uh, season. You know, sure. that's kind of what they're calling for. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, and that's great for Skaven. I mean, if if somehow the battle line uh, season doesn't work out for Skaven, I don't know. Well, I don't know how that doesn't go. And, and we're gonna we're gonna get into that here as soon as you come back from the break because I'm gonna tell you right now. I think I think Skaven are good now, and I've got my reasons why. I think they're not seen very often. And I think they're going to be really good. Skaven never comes out as a schlub army, and and, and we kind of talked about that offline, Mike, and and we'll 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 definitely discuss on that more uh, here here soon. But last part of the news I wanted to cover real quick, and that's Armed Forces Day Five. Uh, we have our fifth year of Armed Forces Day tournament coming up here, July thirtieth and thirty first. Uh, it's going to be a forty person tournament for both Age of Sigmar and forty person for for Warhammer forty k. That's going to be held at the VFW in Lockport, Illinois. And um, I got to tell you, this one is really near and dear to my heart. We have uh, this is going to be a one hundred percent charity tournament to sponsor the USO, uh, where we're going to be rolling dice for Age of Sigmar and uh, for forty k. We are currently working on trying to expand the tournament. Little hint, hint, nudge, nudge. I'll have more on that. Uh, so we're going to we're looking to add possibly uh, four to six more tables. And I think that's going to um, do a lot for the wait list. And, and I'm, I got to tell you right now, I am very thankful and very uh, um, grateful for all the wonderful people out there that have supported this tournament over the past four years and are now supporting it again here for the fifth year. Uh, this tournament is a lot of fun. It's not the biggest, but it's definitely, in my opinion, the best. We have the best players. We have, the, and, and for me, it's the best cause. And um, I kind of wanted to keep mentioning this in the news because I am very thankful to all of you awesome, wonderful dice chuck and glue sniffing gamer goons out there that have supported this tournament. Uh, and we hope to see you all out there July 30th and 31st for Armed Forces Day 5. Uh, and, and also, we're gearing up to have some pretty awesome prize support, man. I mean, this, and of course, we're bringing back the famous Orc Head. We're bringing back the Spork for last place, the Wooden Spork, uh, which is funny, Mike. I don't understand some. Every single year, People are more interested in the orc head and the spork. Forget about best overall. Forget about best general. They want the spork, Mike. I mean, this is what we've come to as gamers. Everybody wants the spork. Last place? No, I think that's a good sign. I think that's a good sign of the people <laughs> who are playing. You know, everyone's having a good time. Yeah, well, you know what? And that's that's all that matters. And that's all that matters. And uh, But but you know what else matters, Mike? Skaven. And we're going to be getting to that topic here uh very, very shortly. So, gang, stick around. We got Skaven coming up. Them dirty freaking rats. Hey, gang. I want to thank you for being with us today on Grimdark Live. Thanks for being with us on tonight's show. But before we get into our main topic here on the show, I want to ask you to head over to GrimdarkLive.com to enter the Nerd Bunker and become a supporter of the show on Patreon. There are six different levels to fit the support you may be interested in and all provide special benefits and services to our members. So please head over to GrimdarkLive.com and become a patron of the show. And while you're on GrimdarkLive.com, check out our podcast or blog sections, attend an upcoming event, or should you know that GrimdarkLive.com has some great products in our shop, t-shirts, hoodies, caps, dice, and a ton more. So get your swag on with Grimdark Live merch. Also from GrimdarkLive.com, you can find us on Twitch, 
Twitter, Facebook, and other social media platforms. We're constantly updating the website, so check it out for new stuff on the site. But with all that said, we just want to thank you for being part of this show and being here with us tonight, here on Grimdark Live. Now, let's get to the main topic of the show. Skaven, we are back, and we're here to talk a little bit about uh, one of the best armies to play against, in my opinion, because I don't play Skaven, but I love to play against them. One of the best armies to play against in the entire game of Age of Sigmar is Skaven. And um, folks, for you guys just joining us back with us again after our little technical little difficulties here at the beginning of the first show, uh, thank you very much and welcome back, and you're in for a a real great conversation. Because honestly, folks, what you're going to find out tonight about Mike and I, Mike and I cannot finish a game of Age of Sigmar. We can't because we're both we're both talkative, you know, yappy, you know, dirty joke telling guys. And and I, I, what? How long did it take us to get through three rounds in our last game, Mike? Yeah, I think we called it nursing home time because oh, uh, yeah, we we're on like two and a half hours for the first round there. But it was it, <laughs> it was, was it was fantastic. <laughs> I had a I had a blast playing. You know, so. Oh yeah, and and that's and that's the thing about it. and that's what I love about this hobby. You know, Mike and I will probably never finish a game. But we'll laugh the whole time we're not finishing a game, and that's just that's the that that's the great thing about about our friendship. But um, all right, here we go, man. Skaven gang tonight with this topic, my guests and I are really going to be talking about the current state of Skaven, uh, who are, in my opinion, I'm going to say this to you right now, Mike, and I want to talk about this, who are still very much a threat in my opinion. And, and after that, we're going to be speaking on the state of chaos as a whole, briefly, of course. Uh, so, Mike, let's get into this. With Skaven, especially, let's uh, let's definitely start there, bud. So Skaven, Here, here's my high low on it, and you kind of fill in the gaps where I might be out of line. I would have to say right now, and you play Skaven, and you play them very well, and we're going to look at a couple of lists tonight that I think are very, um, I, I think they're very good. I'm going to say that right now, and I think the first list we're going to look at, I'm, I'm going to kind of get the cat out of the bag here a little bit. We're going to look at your pestilent list second, and there's a reason for that. Um, I want to I want to look at the the, the non pestilent list first, but Skaven Mike are perhaps one of the most iconic fantasy races in all of Games Workshop, all the whole game. Uh, but to be honest with you, they're also aging. Uh, you know, their whole roster of miniatures that that don't always gel together. Um, and really, previous edition 2.0's attempt at Skaven, you know, kind of resulted in some some lopsided results. I guess the best way to put that, you know, some clans did amazing, while other clans simply you know, really not worth bothering with at all. I mean, nobody played one of the greatest sculpts ever, and that's the Hellpit Abomination, which I hope they they revitalize. And I think when when players back in the day were trying to establish a unified Skaven force, they never really materialized. And I think their model range has, I, I guess, only seen a single new model whose rules, you know, endless spells and, and, and a gnaw hole uh, terrain are pretty much the new things until we saw the Deathmaster. So, in, in your opinion, from a high view, before we get into everything, where do you see Skaven right now in this stage ahead of their new book in 3.0? Well, if you're playing them competitively, you're going to run into some problems. I mean, that will happen. But I think uh, the way that I've been playing them, uh, I actually have to uh, credit uh, Matt Griffin, uh, the guy who was playing Fire Slayers, who did the other interview um he played a defensive style and i i was like you know what i always play aggressively with skaven maybe if i kind of play a defensive shell 
and run it like that. It's just a bunch of bodies. Um, I think it's been working, and it, it can compete, and you can definitely win games and steal games from people the way Skaven should, you know, like retreating away, getting points that they don't expect you to, to snatch up. But mm-hmm. uh, you will run into some problems competitive. Well, I, I think... Well, I I think I think, too, there's 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 a reason for that. I think Skaven are a very good competitive army, but they're also very forgiving. They're they're a lot like elves. They're a lot like Beasts of Chaos, where, you know, you you do something well. uh, That's great. If you do something bad, you make a mistake. You pay for it twice almost. Um, Yeah, it could could cost you the game. Yeah. One wrong move could cost you the game. That's that's kind of the deal. Or as we said earlier, you know, Skaven will blow themselves up. They might cost a game for you. You could be winning and all of a sudden your warp lightning cannon goes kapoof and then that's it. You're all you're all done. (laughs) <laughs> the bombardier, the bombardier always blows up on me, but he is a fantastic piece. Maybe one of my favorite games. I I have to agree. I I really have to agree. Um, but you want to know something? I mean, I'm kind of up on Skaven. I I like I say, I'm a huge Skaven fan, and I think that 3.0 holds a lot of good stuff for Skaven. I think the army itself looks to be very promising. What especially some of the leaks that we've seen, and. You know, Mike, in listening to you with some of your current state of Skaven, what I'm hearing is you have to actually be a meticulous and, is, if I were to say, smart player. Is that an accurate way to put it? I mean, we talk about making mistakes. Look, I play Ogre, so I can push him forward and not think. So, you know, you, you almost have to be, I think, a, an intelligent player to play Skaven. Is that is that a fair statement or what? Oh, I, I you have to be intelligent or really manipulative because, you, you know, the gnar holes, you can... You can scare your opponents into not moving and stuff, kind of playing like mind games with them where how you're moving your models, which is a fun part of the uh, army. Yeah, I feel like that really uh, spices up the gameplay. And I love that. Yeah, Uh, I I agree. Um, You know, and and I think I think, too, uh, you know, if we look at if we look at where Skaven are, I mean, let's let's all talk reality here. Let's let's kind of walk away from my little fantasy land because I, I, I love I love playing against Skaven. But if we look at the army in its current form, re- realistically, Skaven are in the lower middle tier at best at the moment. Let, let's just be very honest and, and just just yeah. rip the Band-Aid off. I mean, they this, look bad. Yeah, and I'll be honest with you. This doesn't mean that they're unplayable. And, and folks, that's not what I'm saying at all. I'm not saying that Skaven are, are unplayable by any means. And in fact, I would say that this makes them more fun than playing a top tier army. I mean, you could be some schlub a couple of months ago playing, you know, Mega Gargans and just come across the field and put your ass on an objective and, and you know, stay there for three rounds and get all the points. And then who cares if you die? You can be one of those kind of, you know, you know, I always call it Ugg and Glug type of gamer. And I think I think you have to be crafty, like you were saying, to play Skaven. Yeah, that's one of the armies you're not going to want to face with Skaven. Like you, Giant is a challenge. That's well, heck of a challenge. Yeah. I mean, well, I, I think I don't call them up. It could be done. But well, I think I think the fact that you can move a warp lightning cannon through gnaw holes and pop it up wherever you want on the table, I think is I think is pretty promising. And, and again, I'm gonna, I want to say this because I, I felt that maybe my delivery before was was kind of lousy. Um, this doesn't mean that they're unplayable. I'm not saying that at all. In fact, I would say, as I said before, that when you play an army like this and you you win. Every win is earned, not handed to the Skaven. That that player, due to you know you know whatever they're doing, they have to be like you said, crafty. They have to be on their game. They have to understand every single thing that every single model is doing. And that Skaven player, 
they're not they're not winning because of some broken ass rule that they have in their army or not or, or not. And that's what I have a respect for. And like we talked about before, I think Skaven have a um, a cult following, if you will. I think in the community. I mean, you you just it, 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 tell tell that story that you told about Michigan GT when we were there. I mean, uh, you just yeah. walked up, you saw someone with a Skaven army, and you're like, hey, that's a Skaven oh, army. Yeah. Or, well, you were kind of saying, too, and I, I couldn't agree more. It's like there's something about when you're walking around and you see a Skaven player at a tournament that you just have to, like, say, like, oh, no, nice models, dude. I, awesome. It's awesome to see you playing it. Right. Because, you know, they're, they're coming in, uh, and they know that they're kind of the underdog. But I think one of the things about Skaven, if you're that – people have trouble doing in Warhammer is like you have to like not mind your models dying. So like, you know, some people get really discouraged if you lose, if you lose uh 40 clan rats at a turn, you're like, my whole army's gone, but you're not necessarily even out of the game. That's the craziest part about them. But you have to be able to not get frustrated by taking tons of damage and losing guys. That's yeah. I, that's, that's a, that's that's actually true, but you know, I I think that's why that's I think that's the big turnoff with Skaven. I really do. I think I think a lot of players they and again I, I'm going to sound insulting here, but that's because I'm not smart enough to sound any other way, and I'm not being insulting. But I think a lot of players want that ug and glug type of an army. They they want to be able to show up, uh, roll dice, and 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 have a meaningless win or or or, or a non aching loss. I think. <laughs> Which is completely understandable. I mean, there's sure. a lot of stuff going on in the game, right? There's a lot of little stuff to remember. So I understand people being like, this is just so much or it's too much to think at once. I, I can understand that, but I get what you're saying about if you're going to play Skaven, and I think like the cult following of Skaven, we like kind of enjoy watching some of our rats die sometimes, you know? Like, <laughs> like, they get blown off the board, like, yeah, well, that's, that's it, what they were supposed to. It's an ingrained thing with you, but um, I, I think I think another thing that 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 gives Skaven that kind of cult following is and and, and why they have a very, such a loyal fan base um, is really they're they're kind of the jack of all trades. I mean, Skaven can do chaff quite easily. They can do shooting lists like a la the 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 um, the warp lightning cannons or the Gisales, Uh That is really I'm going to say this nearly un, un, unrivaled. I mean, Skaven shooting is actually pretty darn good. And, well, what's your uh, what's your prediction on what they'll do? With, do you think they'll make them where the risk will be more and the damage will be higher, or do you think they'll leave them about the same? Because I think I, the warplane is pretty. It's still a, a really solid war scroll, and I mean, I you know you can pick off arrows with that thing all day. Yeah, it's, uh, I, I think the warp off. lightning cannon is probably going to remain the same. I think the uh, the plague claw catapult is probably going to stay the same. Um, I think some of the minor mechanics. Oh yeah, I, I think the minor mechanic. Well, you use that against me. You killed all my beastmen. But I think I, um, and I actually had that as a Cole Wisson ally with Nurgle. Yeah, that's I, right. Yeah, that's oh, that's right. That's what you had it with. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Um, I think I think those things are going to stay the same. I think they're going to bring back uh, Giselles only because look at the way shooting is right now. You know, look at um, look at look at Cruel Boy shooting. Uh, look at the new uh, Night Haunt with with their little uh, you know boobo you know boobos. And uh, look at um, look at the Lumineth shooting and, and all that. I think what they're going to do. Look at the new, you know, the uh, as you like to put it, the, uh, uh, the 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 Sylvaneth with their riding their beetles with their little uh, their little their little bows. Yeah, the Fern Gully. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fern Gully. Um, um, I think, I, I think well, they're going to. I love the idea of them bringing the Giselles in, but do you think we'll get a new model, or do you think they'll stick with the metal 
I love no, the no, model. No, no, no. I, I think we're going to get new models. I'd like to see new models. I mean, I think right now, I think, I think, I hope we're getting away from the whole fine cast world. And I, I but I don't think we're going to see any more pewter models. No. Um, I'm not also my, excited because we haven't talked uh, Molder at all, but I'm, uh, I, I can't wait to see the Help It type. Uh, I want to see the help it work for sure. I have heard through a rumor to a rumor that the hell pit is going to be the monster to face. Uh, the hell pit is going to be, I I love that uh, I, it was somebody, and and again, I don't have this on a very level level source, but the person that told me this said, it's think of a, think of a a gatebreaker gargant meets a jabber slice. And that's, that's possibly what we're going to have. Uh, with that, no, I don't have that. I don't have that for sure, guys. So don't don't be like, oh, I, you know, you're wrong. I I probably am, but that's the rumor I heard. So take it for take it for what you want. Um, but yes, yeah, so, I mean, if you look at the, what the Skaven can do, they're really a jack of all trades. Um, not to mention, we talked about their shooting, we talked about their chaff. Uh, but what about their 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 magic? They can cast spells with you know with 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 pretty potent spells. Um, Storm Vermin are probably one of the better elite units now that we know that they can retreat and charge. Um, what do you think about the uh, the new Doom Bell? It can turn into a priest. I thought that's an interesting. I love concept. that. I love that. I love that. I love that. And you know, and this is what gives me hope in Oathbreakers. And I'm going to kind of I took a left turn at Albuquerque here with you, uh, Mike, because I've got OCD and I'm, I'm just right right there. Um, we already gave him a warning. We told him we were just going to go off. On folks, we told you guys. This is why we can't finish a game. You guys are going to be here all night. Get comfortable. Take your shoes off. Um, but what I, if, if you think about it, back in the day, the, the Chaos uh, Dwarves had a, a cannon called a Hell Cannon. I'm sure you've heard of it. And this Hell Cannon yeah. was essentially a demon. It wasn't really a cannon. It was a demon. So I love the concept of these imbued devices or, or, you know, you know, um, these imbued weapons that are actually a demon, or in this case, a priest, you know, and, and I, yeah, I'm all about that. I, I love that they're tying that together because I think that's really a, a rich point of the lore. And from a functional piece, when you're, when you're fighting on the tabletop, I'm, I'm a fan of that. I love it. I mean, I'll be yeah, playing against I, it. So, yeah. but no, I do yeah, like I, it. I, I thought that was a really cool uh, concept and I couldn't agree more. I mean, the uh, magic, in uh skaven with the warp lightning vortex which is still amazing um you know uh and then getting thanquil next to the narhole getting plus like three to cast i think he's got plus two on the card you know plus one near that uh that that's been working out nice but i wonder what his war scroll is going to look like i I have a feeling they're going to change uh him up as well you might talking about thanquil yeah um, yeah, I, I, am I'm, I'm that one. I'm a little, I'm a little nervous of because I, I, I know I'm not giving up the goods here. I know you've got him in a couple of your lists we're going to be talking about. And he's such a must have, in my opinion, in a, in a Skaven list that, you, you know, if GW follows our typical trajectory, they're either going to take care of him and he's going to be great, or they're going to nerf the crap out of him. And I'm afraid they're going to nerf the, the lore. I, I don't know the lore of where he's at. Right. Like in the story or if he survived, uh, I don't know. Well, you know, it's it's funny. Um, well, well, we'll get to that when we get to your list because we we can kind of we can kind of you know chew on that when we start looking at it because I think I think your lists use thankful thankful very well. Um, even though I can't pronounce his name all of a sudden for 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 a, a strange thing, um, but I do want to go back to something because one of my favorite monsters is the Hell Pit Abomination, and in the current meta, right? I don't think I'm telling anybody here something they don't know. And I wanted to respect that comment you made. I felt we kind of got off that topic a little bit between my OCD and wanting to finish a point about being, you know, Skaven being jack of all trades. 
But I think the current meta obviously favors, you know, big beefy monsters and gods. You know, I get all that. Um, and right now, Skaven don't have really anything to speak of in that regard. You know, since you're talking about Thankwell, I kind of wanted to draw all this together. Um, you know, obviously you don't really want to take a Mega Gargant because I think you lose some of the Allegiance abilities, you know, possibly. Um, and, and that slot, I think, you know, we tend to rely on, or Skaven players tend to rely on combos of, of things that might be finding the points rather than, you know, going with something like that. So I would really like to see the Hell Pit back because I remember in 7th and 8th edition, those things were feared. You, I mean, are you looking for a model like that? Is there anything specifically with the new book coming up that you're looking for that's saying, yeah, we definitely need to pull this one up out of the, out of the, you know, the, the, the mud and, and get my, it going again? My 180 plague months are really hoping uh, that their war scrollers get it. Uh, so I really hope plague monks are another, uh, they were like really vital at one point in the army. I know there's a ton of people who have collected a lot of plague monks and, uh, I really hope they do that model justice, but Hell Pit is probably the top in my list. Uh, I secretly, I, I got two Hell Pits and a bunch of giant rats that I haven't even put on the table yet. And uh, I've been putting that together. Awesome. As well. Yeah. yeah. I, and I'm excited about that. And that's the thing about these, you know, we got three War Scrolls. It's crazy how the community is. I love the community a hundred percent, but like, it's just so funny. It's like clan rats, storm vermin, and the bell. There's just so much that's in that book yeah. that we don't know. Yeah, and it's definitely exciting. Uh, I can't, I can't uh, put my finger on what they're gonna do yet. I, you know, from the war scrolls, like I said, uh, it's making me question what allegiance abilities we're gonna get. Okay, I, I wonder. I was gonna ask you, what do you th- do? You think they're gonna stick with like the twenty models uh, or? 10 models you get like uh, one to hit 20 uh, miles you get you know so, something tells me something tells me that they're going to that they're going to maintain that that build two style yes uh because let's, let's let's look at some some changes that we've already seen you know storm vermin two inches reach to one inch reach they are on 25 yeah. millimeter bases um but i think they're going to do things to their war scroll that are going to maybe be maybe they'll get an extra attack on the charge you know maybe they'll get a little of the 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 uh the bestigore treatment something like that but no, I, I think as, I think as far as structure structurizing the uh, build two of the units, I, I don't see that being any different for Skaven than it is currently for any of the other new armies, a la the Red Books. So I, I think that's going to remain the same. This is me snorting Warpstone here. This is just my hopes. All right, it's probably not happen. I'd love to see some kind of uh, list where I could run more, like a lot of the Vermin Lords, you know, and, and some kind of bonuses there. With the uh, storm vermin being able to pass off the wounds, you mm-hmm. know, yeah. I wonder if we'll have. Uh, and then that's what I'm thinking in my head. If they give an allegiance ability where the heroes are stopping the battle shock, maybe we'll have like legions of uh, Skaven protecting like our vermin lords. And I think that would be a really cool play style. I think I that would be, that. yeah, I think that would be great too. Maybe where you could pass off wounds to them or something like that or, or, or something like, like that. Run all the vermin lords in one list. That'd be. Oh. That'd be a rip. That would be a rip. I, I don't I would, think it's going to happen, but that'd be sweet. Uh, you know what? I mean, here's the thing. We we can hope because, you know, I, I'm going to go back to what I said earlier in the show. I think because of where Skaven are at in the community, where they are almost a cult-type following, I think GW is going to take care of them. You know, GW doesn't doesn't ignore, I call their pedestal armies, um, orc war clans. Um, they, they're not, they don't ignore them. 
Stormcast. Look at how, I mean, Stormcast are really well taken care of. Um, and I think when it comes to your pure chaos armies, I think Skaven are always going to be taken care of. And, and let me kind of make this point because I, I, I want to say this fairly. I think Skaven are well positioned within 3.0 meta. And, and that's, I want to keep re, kind of rehashing that the best I can because I don't want to discount them. Um, and, and I'm only going to say this because in, in prepping for this show, Mike, I went back and I looked at tournaments of the last like six or seven months, roughly somewhere around there. And yeah. those uh, results, right, that we see, we can kind of see an interesting thing. But, you know, we have a we, we obviously Skaven have a, uh, a below average win rate. We, we understand that. But also quite often they're appearing in the top four. Like this is something I think that that, that people are kind of taking for granted. You know, when when you go back six, seven, maybe eight months ago, they were there's they're they're there in in a lot of RTTs and even some of your smaller GTs. You know, they're they're there that I was finding, and this is indicative of a generally what I would like to say a popular army that's played by a wide range of players with high skill ceilings. And in short, I think, like I said before, I think if you play Skaven well, you're going to do very well with them. Uh, but they are tricky to play, and I think that's what is. Um, been kind of kind of hurting them a little bit in in the meta and as far as player count. So well, uh, at least we got the uh, prime hunters. Uh, you know, now I I think that really I've heard uh, people saying that they're seeing even more Skaven showing up, and that could be a reason. Mm-hmm. I've actually enjoyed that little uh, you know update from GW with uh, the prime hunters and the prime targets. Like even as a Bellacor fan. I don't mind, you know, I understand like even with the uh, Demon Prince, how they, you know, with the market porn, we were sure. seeing it in every list. Yeah. I thought that was a cool way. Hopefully they keep that up and uh, that way they can control the meta that way as well. I you know what? I like the way you put that. I like the way, I like the way you put that and I agree. Uh, but, you know, as, as far as updates, you know, um, ahead of the 3.0 release currently, I think Skaven have some very strong options uh, and I think they can continue to perform with those options. Um, and I think we're, uh, I think we're ready to kind of start looking at that in the first list. Are you ready to now again, Mike, let's, let's start with the non-pestilent list, because I think this one is a good way to intro, um, intro the list. Is that, uh, does that sound fair? Yeah, that sounds great. All right. So here we got the first one. Let's, uh, let, let's get into this one because the first list, we got your grand strategy, which is your prize sorcery, your triumph is bloodthirsty and you're right at 2000 points with this one um and already man already i'm i'm liking the i'm liking what i'm seeing as far as uh, your heroes you got the gracie on a screaming bell you got the warp uh warlock bombardier and you got thankful we just talked about that guy so let's let's get into your hero choices here and kind of take us through this list a little bit um well i i like thankful on the idea of it freaks people out Mm -hmm. um people tend to target him so sometimes i run him in weird spots he also, you know, obviously, I I have a magnetized, uh, shout out to Yosef from Grimdark. There you uh, go, yeah. He magnetized them up, painted them awesome, and uh, which also I think keeps people distracted. But I can change out his uh, build. I normally uh, now have been running him with uh, two of the cannons and two of the melee attacks because he just seems to, when he gets wrapped up, if you just have the... the cannons he's kind of trash so um he's just he's just pretty much the slapstick also decoy that i run around uh i'm i love the uh doom bell and summoning the vermin lord hitting the box cars was a little obnoxious so i think <laughs> with the new work though um 
I'm I'm even more excited. It seems like an easier way to summon them. And with being able to pass off the wounds to the storm vermin, I think I think like you can get them up to like, you know, nine or ten wounds, and then get a storm or get a vermin lord out of them. Right, which is a pretty cool oh, uh, concept. Yeah, and and, and, and that's and that's the, the old thing. Belt, the old bell that I'm running on my list. I mean, that it, obviously fantastic with you know the 26 inch range that it had and all that. Uh, that's why I was using it now. Sure, but I'm um, you know, and then uh, I actually. Can't see the list. Who was the the last hero? Was the bomb uh, the bombardier, right? Yeah, yeah, the great. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, he, he's the general, right? I th- I hope he is on the list. Uh, oh no, you're dirty. the one we have up here right now is is the gray seer on a screaming bell. That's your general. Well, the war well, the the, 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 the warlock bombardier and the thing and thank oh. bombardier just so gotcha. All right, and okay, you gotcha. Hope he doesn't blow up. No. No, it's probably smarter to make your uh, bell. Your, I would, uh, I would, I would, I would actually agree that maybe yeah. the maybe the bombardier is a better way to go because really in a game you're going to want him, you know, babysitting your 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 gun teams or your cannons, right? I mean, you're not really going to want them want him out there in the middle of the of the, of the crap, are you? Well, what I tend to do with my bombardier is I'll skitter leap him. I, I'd like to go first. Uh, you know, it's argued between a lot of us at the the shop of going first. Like, is it? Uh, I always like to go first. I don't know what it is. Sure. I, I don't like going second, but I like to teleport my bombardier near like my narhole, which I usually always set up two on the side of the board and, you know, one in the backfield by me. So I will uh, teleport him near the narhole to give him plus one to cast. Uh, on average, I was hitting a seven. You know, that's the most average thing you're going to hit with the doom bell. So I would put it where he would be in range. So hopefully giving them like plus two to cast and then uh, trying to get the warp lightning vortex launched into their backfield in the very beginning of the game. Got it was it. always like, that's like my little sneak plan with him. I know? like and, it. Uh, I like it. And, and then, yeah, his shot, I'm always double charging it and just hoping he doesn't blow up. Uh, he's like the one model that always blows up on me. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know why. Isn't my other that one, all of Skaven though, really? Isn't that all Skaven? All my other uh, stuff works well. I feel like it's just that Bombardier's uh, Doom Rocket that just always blows up on him. Yeah. Uh, but I, I really like him as a hero. I think he's a valuable hero. And I think that uh, Scurry Away is one of the best uh, Allegiance abilities. I hope we keep that. I don't know if they will. Um, If it was army-wide, even cooler if we get all of our army. I, I see that staying in. I, I see that being around. Yeah, I don't. I don't see that going away. Yeah, I really like that because uh, Scurry Away has won me games by stealing objectives that people just don't see coming. Yeah, I, I think it plays heavily into the aesthetic. I mean, not only you're going to have you, you've got the you've got the um, the retreat rule uh, currently in, in Age of Sigmar. I'm drawing a blank on that one, uh, but but Scurry Away is kind of an innate mechanic that is is for Skaven. So I, I think I think definitely. Um, I don't see that going anywhere, but I want to touch on something here. We're thankful. You know, we, we, we kind of said earlier that we were going to kind of get to him. when We looked at your list and I want to kind of keep that promise because, um, in playing against you, Mike, uh, and again, folks for never finishing a game against this guy, but for playing against you and seeing how you use thankful, thankful, uh, there's really a lot to talk about here with this guy. So I'd like to break this down really quick. I mean, first of all, he's, I think the highest wound character in the book right now at 14 wounds, isn't he? I think I think as far as characters goes, he's your highest. 
Yeah, I believe so. I think everyone else is either thir- is 13. Yeah. So let me ask you a question and, and kind of walk me through this because I might not be understanding this correctly, but this makes him kind of, uh, and this isn't a word, but I'm going to use it anyways, untargetable by some of the spells that you have, like Skitter Leap. Uh, and I think it reduces some of his uh, movement shenanigans or tricks or something like that. Um, but I think, I think the value in this guy is not really in those, right? I think the value in this guy is his bonuses to cast and to spell and, you know, his unique spell. That's pretty darn amazing. Um, that can really see, you know, enemy heroes kind of, you know, beating their own heads in great all around. Yeah. In general, he's pretty, he's pretty fantastic. I mean, you know, like you said, he, he can be used in the magic you can use him as a, you know, you can plan around that. Right. Or right. you can use them to just beat the crap out of people, or you can yeah. use them to, you know, you strategically set them up to uh, unleash hell behind certain units, and like horde units aren't going to touch you. You're, yeah, you know, you're going to really scare and, that away. And I think that's what I'm saying. He can be hitty. You know, he he's got he's got punchy. He can he's got some good, uh, uh, I guess you know, missile uh, capabilities, uh, and really everything in between. I, I think this is really the linchpin of your lists. And I noticed that in both lists we're going to be looking at, you carry Thankwill in uh in, in in both your lists so now maybe someone could maybe you know or maybe someone leave a comment to let me know uh but I, i've always wondered why uh thankful doesn't have like the scry or the molder keyword because i'm oh, sure yeah. uh, bone, bone ripper seems to be molder and thankful is a gracier so you you know i get how he's master clan but does that uh he's like addicted to warpstone is one of his abilities is like warpstone addiction, but you can't use the sparks, the warpstone sparks. That's always kind of bothered me. Interesting. So I, I, I actually, I actually hadn't noticed that, man. That's actually kind of cool. I, I hadn't noticed that at all. That's, it's kind of interesting the way you just put that. Um, well, I, one game I did use the the sparks with them, and I did really well. And then I found out that that was not uh, legal. <laughs> so yeah, you can't do that, people. You can't use that. Well, you you know that's a good point. Yeah. Um, but let's 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 talk about one more hero here. You got the Gracier on the Screaming Bell, uh, that I'm going to still say is your general. We'll stick with that guy. We'll we'll still say yeah, he's yeah, a general yeah, on this list. Don't make Bombardier general. Got it. Okay. All right. Well, it it, it does make sense because as I said, if you're going to have the Bombardier as your general, he can be he can babysit all your gun teams and and, and your cannons. And that way, he's not really in in the shit. So I like that. Um, so, so this guy here, this, the Grace here in the screen bell, he's got a 13 inch aura of immunity for to battle shock, correct? And currently, he won't soon. Well, that's true. And, and doesn't he have something where he can reduce movement? He he can he can do things. He he can do some, something that uh, reduces so movement. Can, yeah, the uh, and I was running that the warp gale spell. Yep, that's and what it was. Thank you, thank a, you. It has a great range. It does D three, and then it like cuts their uh, movement in half, I believe. Okay, uh, I wasn't sure. I couldn't remember what it was called, but I knew it was something like that because it's been done to me plenty of times. Um, and you know what's funny? I like him on the Screaming Bell a lot better than his foot counterpart because he's a lot tougher. And I think when he when when he comes in at almost three times as many wounds as his foot character does, I think an ability to ignore wounds on a five plus and and without the the monster keyword. Uh, this guy gets lookout, sir. I mean, this right here, this gray seer on a screaming bell is a freaking no brainer to me. Um, but honestly, is it me or is he not? Is he not running a lot of scaven lists, or or am I just looking at the wrong wrong ones? 
No, I mean, I could see why people don't run it. I, I mean, I, I understand. It doesn't, like, uh, for 265, you can squeeze a lot of rats in your list, or you could, you know, it depends on what your uh, game plan is. Like I said, I, I like the chaos. I like the idea if I roll a 12, I'm getting a Vermin Lord in there. Like, I sure. always like that randomness. Because it's, ha I've, you know, I've hit boxcars plenty of times. It, it's not uh, good odds, but uh, I could see why people don't want to take that risk. And then, you know, if your average is seven and you're not running Skaven, like, based on your magic, then now, now he's becoming less valuable. But I do believe in the new, with his new War Scroll, he'll be used more frequently. I think okay. that will happen. I, I think you're right. I think you're right. Cause I, I'm, I'm a big fan of his and you know, it's funny because um, he's got that ability where he rings the bell, something like that. He, he does something about the, the ring, the, whatever he does when he rings the bell uh, and, and you get to do that every turn. Yeah. Um, and, and I know it's, isn't it a random table or something like that? Um, there's a table on his chart and then uh, it, it, so the old war scroll was two dice and now the new war scroll is one dice and you have some abilities going off. But uh, I'm actually, I don't have the new War Scroll up. Did they hire his wound count? Is he at 15 now? I, I, I want to say yes. Um, I want to say yes. Did. You know, it's it's funny. As, as we do the show right now, my book is on the other table. So I was looking at it prior, uh, but I, I think they did. I I, th I think they did. Yeah. Yeah. So, so um, but regardless, nice. but re well, yeah. I mean, and, and the thing is, I don't, I don't care for the grace here on foot. Um, as a matter of fact, every Skaven player I've ever played doesn't care for the Grace here on foot. Uh, I think the Screaming Bell, in in my opinion, one man's opinion, is uh, is definitely the uh, uh, the way to go. And I like the way you have him kitted out as well. So, but you've got my favorite Skaven unit uh, in your list here. And when we talk about your troops, man, we've got uh, we got Storm Vermin that are up there. You got three units of ten of these guys. Uh, you got, of course, the ever famous warp lightning cannons and uh, the doom wheel. And you know what I love? I love that you're actually you're the only you're a Skaven player that's actually using the warp lightning vortex because I bet there's a lot of people out there that think that's a Karajan overlord spell. That's great. <laughs> that's great. Spell in the bottle, but it did make it popular. I, I think that that had its moment for sure. Yeah. When uh, when the KO showed up to drop that off, that was not fun. No, that no, it, it those. It was, but you know, Skaven use it to an art form as well. I mean, Skaven can, Skaven can put that thing to a spell. You did that to me in our game with uh, when I was playing with my Beast of Chaos. But let's go through this. So you got your three units of Storm Vermin. Talk a little bit about how you use your troops. Obviously, the Warp Lightning Cannons are, are pretty self-evident. You're pushing those things through, through through gnaw holes and zapping everybody. But kind of talk to us a little bit about uh, about your, your troops so and, and the rest what, of the list. Yeah, what I got running around rat-wise, I got a unit of Plague Monks just because I always got to show love. So I throw them in there. It's just a screen. I, I'll screen off like my uh, Warp Lightning Cannon. And that's pretty much all the rats are doing is either going to snag a point when I need them to or they're just serving the screens. Okay. Because like I said, in this style that I was playing, I was doing it like almost defensively. I wanted to, uh, I wanted my opponent to come to me and then me just shoot you with all my, uh, you know, artillery. Sure. So, um, it it worked because I hit really well on the dice, but that's the thing about them and this game plan. So the storm vermin, uh, they hold up better than any any other rats. Sure. You know. Yeah. They're they're decked out in the clear. I I love how they look. I love that 
model. Uh, oh, yeah. I know you did mention that they lose the two-inch reach, and like we were talking about it, they're on the smallest base, so it's not the biggest deal. Yeah, you're going to get all your protection. You know, that's a pretty sweet deal. Um, with this list, uh, what is it, Acolytes? Is that what their name is? We were talking about this yesterday. Uh, I got it right here. Let's see. I was going to do battle line. No. So, so yeah, the way I was running it because I put through the plague monks in there. I, I'd have to run Storm Vermin or uh, 20 Clan Rats. You know, you know, those and, are your only options. And I, and I like what you've done here with the Storm Vermin, with the three units of 10, because they're, they're what, 110 points apiece. And I, I think the way you have them in these small units to really kind of, you know, harass, you know, maybe your tie up some, some other units, I think is perfect. I know the banner allows you to retreat and charge. Uh, I think that's going to be now a staple with them um, in the new book. Uh, and, and I think, I think this is almost better than having one big block, uh, of them in, in, in my opinion, at least right now in their version here. I, in 3. I, would love, I would love to have a big block of them. I won't lie. Like I like that, but they, they work for what they do in a unit of 10 for sure. You right. know, they're, uh, some people just ignore them cause they see 10 rats and they're like, well, that's nothing, but they can definitely oh. uh, steal a plane, and the, like you said, they got some movement. Yeah, yeah. I think they're a lot. I think I think they're kind of well. I think they lull people into a false sense of security because I I, I don't think they realize they got two attacks apiece with a negative one rend, and you know, as a battle line unit, that's that's a pretty beefy unit right there. I mean, you know, even right now, let's just say right now they got their two inch reach. And the 25 millimeter bases, playing them right now today, this very day, you're getting three ranks worth of, of, of rats attacking. And I happen to think what GW is going to do, because Storm Vermin are iconic, I think they're going to lose that two-inch reach and go to a one-inch reach. They're going to still be on their 25 millimeter bases. They're probably going to get something on the charge. They're going to get, or they're going to get some type of poison on a six to hit or something like that. You watch. I think I think this, I think the Storm Vermin are in for something pretty good. I, I'm excited. What I think, because you know the war, the Vermin Lord Warbringer, mm-hmm. that's like the one no one plays. I feel like that one uh, doesn't see a lot of board time, and I feel like maybe that guy's going to be a hard hitter, and that the uh, Vermin, that they'll all work together as a good unit. I yeah. think we're going to see a lot of that. Uh, just uh, you know, having to keep people around them, and then the rats being used the way that's how I, I want them used. So sure. I hope it works out. I, well, yeah. I, I think I think even if it doesn't, let's say, become mainstay in the game that way, your tactic for doing that, I think, is going to be very successful. Um, so let's, let me. I love the Doom Wheel. Now, do you use this a lot? Like I use my pork missiles with the, my Beast of Chaos army. Do you just throw this Doom Wheel as a torpedo at something you want to get rid of or hold up, or or, or do you Absolutely. use it more tactically? Oh, you do. Okay, so it's just it's just a, it's just literally a rat torpedo at whatever you want to get yeah. rid of. Yeah, and I put two of them in there, and just you just you know. As far as they'll go and do as much damage, those are my guys who are just going to kind of scout it out up the field for sure, you know. Well, I got to like tell said, you, playing... go ahead. I'll shut up. Go ahead. No, yeah. So, like, if I'm playing defensively, those guys are just causing running amok, you know, ca- causing trouble. And they definitely can do – they can pack on the damage for sure. And I, I never use their uh, warp speed where I, you know – I just roll my four D six and I usually get fantastic movement. There you go. You know, you know and, and I love the one, two punch. We got the doom wheel leading is almost the jab ahead of the cross. That's going to be the white the, the warp lightning cannons. I, I absolutely love that because you throw the doom, you, th- you throw the doom wheels out there. 
they're going to chew up, if not completely weaken, whatever target unit you want to go after. You some elite unit you want to, you want to, uh, you know, you got you got a, a three hundred or four hundred point, you know, elite enemy unit. You put your one hundred and sixty five point uh, doom wheel up against them. You wipe them out or you you, you hurt them. Then you come in with your your, your warp lightning cannons. You, you can roll your what? It's six dice or something like that. Uh, and, and for each dice you roll, it's equal to or more than the first dice you rolled, you know, one, you know, all those kind of, I think the way that the warp lightning cannon works in conjunction with the doom wheel is a classic one, two punch. I, I, I love to see that, especially now you're using the gnaw holes, right? So you're moving your warp lightning cannons all over hell's half acre on the table, right? You know, I can see that being a valuable idea. I use it. It's got such a good range as a chaos player. I'm not used to shooting anything over 18 inches. So it's like, <laughs> You know, now, now I'm like, that's like, I feel like I have unlimited range with that thing. I'm like, I feel the power. You know what? I'll tell you that. Uh, that's funny. I never really thought about that, but that's a great way to put it because yeah, I mean, the warp lightning cannons are just vicious. And especially when you roll those sixes and, and you get a couple of those, that's the only time in, I think in the world you're looking for a one. Yeah, exactly. Well, and I love that too. Cause like when you, I have a tendency of hitting the one on the warp lightning cannon. And it always feels so good. You're like, oh, that's normally horrible. But now <laughs> it's great for me. Which yeah. is, uh, you know, that's a fun, just a, it's chaos. That's what that is. That's well, chaos. yeah, yeah. And I think Skaven are really that army that I think no matter what you roll, you're happy with it. Right? Be- just because but of the way. I don't, hear, I don't hear many people talk about the Doom Wheel. Uh, they should, because that, it's an amazing model. It, it, it scares people too. For 165 points, it's definitely doing uh, its value. All right. Well, here's the thing. Okay. Sell, real quick, sell us the Doom Wheel. Sell us the Doom. Why? Why? Why do people? Why do Skaven players need to have the Doom Wheel? I could let you on what my secret. My secret with the Doom Wheel is, and how you said you like tra- target something super strong. What yeah. I like to do is target like a like a small foot arrow with both of them, and I hope to wipe it off the board because. When I wipe something little off the board, all of a sudden, their attention becomes on the Doom Wheel. And you can retreat that thing around, doing D3 damage over people, kind of flying it over. Uh, you play Beast of Castle, kind of like your Endless Spell. Right. Where you're, you the, know, the Taurus, you yeah. Yeah. So now you're just, they're just playing right into the game of, I want you chasing my Doom Wheels. You know, I, I want you scared of those and leaving my Warp Lightning Cannons alone because I don't want those getting wrapped up. Sure. You know. Sure. So that that's uh, they're they're a key part of the army is uh to serve their purpose of distracting people. I think. Yeah, yeah, and, and you know what? It's funny because I I like the way you put that because I think that's a better way than I would have used them. I like the fact that you're going to target because here's the thing: you're taking away hero abilities. You're taking away that hero phase by getting rid and of those. Yeah, I mean, think about what's your hero six eight eight wounds somewhere around there exactly. maybe average. Um. And I like the way you use your warp lightning vortexes. You use them as a really good clog. You know, you you clog up a hole. You clog up an opening on on the table. And I mean, I, you know, yeah. honestly, you 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 put my dragon ogres through fits. I mean, I, I couldn't I couldn't get to you because well, it was right there, and it was either you know take your take your mortal wounds and hopefully a heal or not. And and so I like the way and and you know dragon ogres are fairly resilient, but you take some other units. You know, you take some, you know. Oh, pistol ears yeah, or something like that. Yeah. It yeah. eats up the chat. Like, real, you know. Yeah. And, and, and I, like, I've really become a fan of endless spells. I feel like in chaos right now in general, where 
I know this sounds crazy, but I feel like right now Chaos is playing defensively. I don't think our damage output is really keeping up with like the order armies and say or okay. destructions of that. So I like to play that like we're cutting your charges in half, we're cutting your movement in half. I'm using endless spells to block you out or or get my guys out of there. And uh, I I don't mind the play style, but it's definitely uh you know you're you're on the defense, which is seems weird with like skaven and sure you know it, it makes sense with nurgle and i've just kind of adapted that play style now with uh legion of the first prince all of those armies i, I feel like now i'm just adapting that into other armies and, and loving how that plays right Skaven's just working like that you know yeah well I, I gotta be honest with you i i think i think your your play style with them and you're right about the defensive part i want to i want to touch on that first because you're right and, and and it seems weird that a chaos army of all the lore and you know the videos we've seen and everything else, they shouldn't be a defensive army. But yet here we are, I, and I agree with that because I even find the fact that I play my beast of chaos defensively. I think that's the only way you can. And I, I and and we'll see if that changes, especially with the new Slaves of Darkness book that's coming out. Because I'd like to see a little bit more offensive based. I'd like to see shooting. I, you, I thought you make a great point. That's gonna be a, our. That's gonna be our our take right there. Slaves. Oh, of Darkness, don't get my hopes up, man. Don't get my hopes up because I, I think that's going to be uh, the models are already Slaves of Darkness is already really good, right? It really it, it's a great army. Um, it's just oddly enough, I don't see it played that often, which is maybe that's just around where I'm at. And but well, you know, I'll, I'll say this right now: I I personally think the uh, there there's nothing better than a fully painted Chaos army. I think if you have a Slaves of Darkness army fully painted and based on the table, it's gorgeous. It really is. You know, you take a Slanash army, you take a Nurgle army with all their detail and everything that, you know, Skaven, where you got the contrast between the blacks and the browns and the reds, especially with the storm vermin and all that kind of stuff on it, the silvers. There's something about a Chaos army fully painted and based on the table that, in my opinion, is better looking than than any other army. Destruction, order, you know, death. Uh, that's, again, that's my opinion. Um, but I, I see where you're coming from. Uh, but we'll, we'll have to see. No, I love this yeah, I love that. Okay. I agree. Absolutely. But here's the list I wanted to get to. This is your second list right here, Mike. And this is the Clan Pestilence one. And this one's interesting to me because I, I need you to kind of, um, uh-oh, we got taking hits constantly. Order rules all. What do you, what do you have to say to that, uh, Mike? You put, it on the, you put it on the band one, too. What a jerk. There you go. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Order rules all. See, that already, that's order players. See? Chaos See, I'm not even into the lore, but who runs everything? Is it not? Is it not chaos? Are we not in control? Uh oh. So you you got you got you got some fights coming up apparently, Mike. But let's let's get into the second list here, man. <laughs> so this is your this is your plague one. Now, obviously, we got Thankful back in this one. If we're looking at your heroes, we got Thankful back. I mean, this one you got your grand strategy is hold the line. 1980 points is your second list. Thankful is back. Uh, and you got Vermin Lord Corruptor. Love that model. Love the Vermin Lord Corruptor. Plague Priest. And a plague, uh, plague priest on a plague furnace, which I, which I, 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 I dig that one. But in this list, what's interesting? You got thankful as your general. Yeah, um, I don't know why I did that. To be honest, I think I was starting <laughs> a little work on a, a little uh, bit, just a little bit. But uh, I made him my general for some reason. I don't know why I did that. Honestly, uh, I okay. would definitely not recommend that. I would say uh, your vermin lord corruptor should probably be your. Uh, 
that should probably be your general. Yeah. I, okay. That's up. and that's what I was saying when I was first looking at the list. I was like, wow, I, he he must have a he must have a, a, I, I a got, twist on. This. I got a little crush on Thankful. I do. I, and you know, just a little. He seems like. Or wait a minute. No, I'm I'm sorry. Uh, that's why you need you need him to be your general because he's Master Clan, and that's how you make. Aha. Um, uh-huh. Okay. Which uh-huh. is this is what we're talking about with the madness of uh, the battle line. I got you now. I understand. So, okay, yeah, that's how I make my uh, plague monks battle line. Which in this list I'm running ninety rats, and uh, that's that's just fun. I I, I gotta say. Well, let's uh, let's we're gonna get to your troops here in a second because I, I you do have a lot of bodies on the table, uh, but they're squishy bodies, but there are a lot of bodies on the table, absolutely. but. Let's start with the Vermin Lord Corruptor, because I was really waiting to talk about this guy. Uh, the first thing to note on this guy, whopping 10 attacks. Let's say he is your general. Whopping 10 attacks. This guy gets, you know, you know, all with what are those things called? The, the, the Plague Reapers or whatever they're called. Those, those scythe-looking knives that he's got. Uh, I think they do a mortal wound for each six to hit, I believe, instead of normal damage. But I think you can still swing through. Um, I, I think as all with all the Vermin Lords... Um, I think they all ignore wounds and mortal wounds on a five plus. So I think having a big beefy monster like that, that can, that has a ward save is, is pretty excellent because we talk about it all the time in the show. You know, you want something that's, you know, reach rend and ward save. And I think you have all that here with a vermin Lord corruptor. Plus it's a pretty awesome looking model. Uh, so talk to a little bit. How do you, how do you use the vermin Lord corruptor in this list? So what I'm doing with him is, uh, I'm using the artifact of power that turns him into uh, a priest. Okay, got it. Um, the the lip, I can't even pronounce this, so uh, I'm so, not gonna try. Oh, the 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 um, Liber the Liber Bubonicus. That is it. The Liber, the Liber Bubonicus. Yeah, yeah. And okay. You said that. That sounds great. I love that. Uh, I use that, and then I give him a curse for a prayer. Okay. And now my ten attacks. My if my prayer goes off, now I'm doing two mortals on the six. So ten attacks, uh, six is exploded and two mortals. Wow! Uh, and the ability to retreat out of there, you know, scurry away, uh, really makes him. He he jumps in, smack if the curse goes off. And I also have, uh, you know, uh, one of the plague priests is running around with like uh, the heal prayer, so he keeps him, you know, sure. healing up. He, same deal with him, just kind of using him as a. Uh, distraction and at, when I want smack them in as uh, you know go for the damage piece but right. sometimes they're fragile so like you don't I don't want to lose those models so like I do try to keep them I'll let all the other little plague monks die yeah of course they're so, supposed to but, die yeah. but, I, but what I love about the vermin lord corruptor is he's got and I can't think of it right now but he's got a war scroll spell uh, that that I think it casts on a seven it's got obviously a 13 inch range and I think what you do is you roll a dice for each model in the unit that's with that that's within that range. And I think on a four plus it does a mortal wound. So I think Nailed I think it. that uh, dreaded play. That's what it was. Thank you. Uh, so I think if you if you take your build two with the guy, right? You, you've got your you got your vermin lord corruptor. You've got curse on him as a spell. He's got his ten attacks. He's got a ward save, and he's got this spell that can do mortal wounds. If you yeah. really think about that, I mean, let's just take the spell there for a second. Most spells and effects like like this are on sixes, not four pluses. So that's huge. And and yeah. and and on one wound model units, 
this is usually killing half the unit, if not the whole goddamn thing at that point. And also the command ability of this guy gives, I think, full rerolls to hit to, to pestilence within 13 inches or something like that. Uh, and, and I think if you combine that with, um, you know, as you as you have done here in your list with a plague furnace uh, and, a, and, a, and a full unit of plague monks, which you also done, we're going to get to in a second. That's some seriously dead enemies, man. Those are some seriously wrecked opponents right there. Yeah. The plague monks are, uh, although, you know, not having a rent, I feel like that's a, uh, that hurts a lot in the new, uh, yeah. And the new, the newer war scrolls, if you're playing Stormcast and they have like a 12 or three up save, you're in trouble. Sure. But I mean, besides that, there's a, those, uh, plague monks, uh, even being screens can do some damage. Especially, like you said, with the re-rolling ones uh, or being around the Corruptor in sure. general, is, uh, he makes them that much better. Yeah, and, and you know, and it's funny, I like what you have with the Plague Priest on a Plague Furnace. You know, I, I, I like this because the, the giant uh, sensor of the Plague uh, is, is, is what? It's a melee weapon, right? I mean, it hits on a 2+, plus and then deals out a number of mortal wounds uh, on, on the table. Yeah, 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 that- yeah. So I, I think I think this list, and this is why I wanted to save this list for for last, because I think of the two lists. This one is all hammer, man. This thing really comes at you like a ton of bricks. And I think the other one is your is your, like you were saying your more defensive list. This one here, though, you know, you kind of have defensive built in because it's Nurgle. But I, there's a lot of offense in this list, man. Did you realize that when you were building this list? Well, what I like about it because. It- Actually, I, I was even playing this one uh, defensively in its own way. I don't know uh, if I changed it up on my uh, on my end. I might have done some adjustments, but I actually am planning on throwing the uh, so, 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 uh, Soul Snare Shackles in the oh, there list. You go. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Because uh, that with the Warp Lightning Vortex, like you said, you can control where they go. And then when you have 90 bodies, I mean, even if you run them in like a couple groups of 20 and a bunch of groups of 10, you can really tie things up and make it annoying for people. You know, they might have this powerhouse unit, but if you could tie it up and make it waste two turns just by, you know, getting stuck by these screens, uh, you can play it aggressively too. Cause now they're stuck and not, you can wait, bring all that, uh, those bodies forward. Sure. Sure. And Absolutely. also, go through the gnarle, you know, teleporting them through the gnar hole. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And see, that's the biggest so. thing. You got these gnar holes, man. I mean, that's really, I mean, is that a mechanic that you find to be a game changer or like, as I'll be honest with you in, 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 in the games I've played against you, you've literally, you occupied two units of Ungors of mine to sit by those damn things. And they were worthless. They couldn't do anything. Cause I knew you were going to pop that damn warp lightning cannon out and zap me. So you, you actually use those things. I mean, I'll, I'll stop talking now and ask you that. I mean, are they, well, I think. I think I used it exactly how I wanted to. Uh, you thought I was going to bring something through it, so you put a skeleton unit over there. And to me, like if uh, someone plays like that, that's usually a more experienced player who will do something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, they've done their job. In my opinion, I pulled out a unit. You know what I mean? Like now I might I lose the teleport there, sure. But then that all you know. Then sometimes they forget about it and they move that unit, and you're like, oh, you messed up because now I, you know. So it's they're kind of just a mind game in themselves. Sometimes I don't even plan on using them. I just use them to uh, mess with people. Well, it like, it, it worked. Nowhere, nowhere in my plan was to teleport anything, but it's always beautiful to have that uh, 
that escape. You know, you could you could even <laughs> scurry away, and at the end, you know, at the in your next movement phase, get your guy completely out of there. Yeah. To another side of it. Yeah. I, I just think the way I think the gnaw holes are probably one of the best terrain features. And I, and I know that what's kind of funny about gnaw holes, you know, I know that in today's game, you know, sometimes placement of the gnaw holes with everybody else having, you know, their own army faction, you know, pieces and you got to keep them three inches away and all that kind of stuff. I mean, has placement of the gnaw holes on the tabletop for you still been something you've been able to do successfully for in, in all your games or do you still find it trouble? Do you still have trouble doing it? Trouble doing what with them? Placing the gnaw holes on the table in, in strategic locations. You know, I like to put one in my, my back of my territory and I have like a setup of how I set my guys around it. And then I like to just set them up on the two corners of the board outside of their territory. You know what I mean? So uh, it's just like right outside of their, maybe nine inches from their start. So I can put guys over there. Sure. You know, like kind of just on the side of the board because they play a threat. Anytime you can move something just to the side of the board like that uh, is pretty good. Right, right. And, and I like uh, your battle line. I, I, go ahead. Sorry about that. No, yeah. So I usually – that's my strategy almost every time. I usually only put them in those three spots. Well, you know what? Uh, and and you, you play them well. But I've, I, I've noticed that sometimes it can be difficult for Skaven players with their gnaw holes as far as where they want to place them because of all the – terrain that's already on the table but you can also turn a certain terrain piece into a gnaw hole can't you can't you have a fourth one on the table uh you can clan in clan ashen i believe which like i said it's the only clan i haven't really played with uh there is a way that you can teleport through any scenery i believe uh, okay all right stuff. yeah i'll have to look into that I, I know there was something you can do with with it's some type ashen. of terrain piece that's uh clan ashen I okay all right uh but your battle line, your troops in this list. I'm, obviously, you got uh, you got your plague monks here, man. You got you got three units or four units of plague monks. Three of them are are reinforced. Uh, no, I'm sorry, five units of plague monks. Jesus, yeah, you do got a lot of bodies on the table, man. You got yeah, a lot of bodies. Eighty or ninety, and I have a hundred and twenty. You know, at my house, yeah. I'd love to use them all. Well. But. I think these little bastards linked up with your plague priest on a plague furnace is is, is really the way to go. I mean. If you think about it this way, a pestilent unit like a la your your plague monks there um, that are wholly within what thirteen inches, they're re-rolling all their wounds, and they they're going to get what a plus one or something like that with their melee weapons. Is that still uh, that's still a thing in the game, correct? Uh yeah. There's a bunch of ways to boost them up with uh you know the the furnace boosts them, uh the corruptor can boost them. There's multiple ways that you can get these guys really uh slapping out damage. For sure, right. you know uh, they're a glass cannon. They they will die, and that well, I said it earlier. You have to be willing to uh, let your rat. You gotta let them die, uh, and hopefully they do what they're supposed to do and kill stuff. You know yeah. that's well. I mean, and, and like I said, they're 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 gonna they're 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 gonna do that, but they're Skaven. You know, let, let's 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 be very honest here. What in Skaven isn't necessarily a glass cannon? You know, but you know, but right. the thing is, you have very crafty ways to take your opponent out you know it's kind of like what we talked about with the way you built your vermin lord corruptor you know think about in this list like, like we talked about before i mean he's got his 10 attacks he's got a five plus ward save just like we just we just repeated earlier the way that you can kit your skaven out is what makes him deadly but you know one-on-one -on -one, they're 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 a rodent dude i mean they're yeah they're 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 gonna get they're gonna get clobbered you you really have to depend on your synergies of your i think that's weird uh, there you synergies go synergies yeah there you go yeah you really need to, uh, 
and we said that in the beginning. If you move your guys wrong and you have no buffs, you're going to be in trouble. Yeah. Like, you know, that that's going to be a bad day. But you can still have fun watching your rat, rat stop. Well, so. and, and that's the beauty about Skaven right there. That's the beauty about Skaven. Yeah. And yeah, you are, you know, you got your soul snail shackle, soul snare shackles. God, say that 10 times fast. Uh, you've got that in your list. Uh, you again, you're carrying the warp lightning vo- uh, vortex in your list again. And, uh, you got that ever famous plague claw catapult. So let's, let, let's kind of take a step back here. Describe, cause I've seen you use, I've seen you use your plague claw catapult, not only as an opponent of yours, but I've seen what you've done with it to other people. So talk a little bit about that because that's really, I think that, I mean, I, I love the Warp Lightning Cannons. Don't take, don't get me wrong, but I really think the Plague Claw is where it's at. Am I wrong? I'm, I like the Plague Claw. That's my favorite artillery unit in the game. Like, I love how, I love the idea of it. I love putting it with my Nurgle, like even allying it in. Oh, yeah, I know because, you did it to me. Uh, 31 inches, phenomenal, right? That's right. across the board. So that's crazy. And, uh, you know, twos and threes with the all-out attack, uh, minus two rend, and then you're doing 2d6 on a unit of 10 or more. Right. I feel like right now if you're going up against someone who just, uh, they're playing Deacon with a bunch of throws, that, that's great. Yeah. You know, good way to really put some damage on them. Or, you know, when I was playing you with the Beast of Chaos, like, it's going to do, a, you know, on average you're taking seven wounds. Sure. So, I mean, Sure. Pretty solid. I, and 135 points. So, I mean. Yeah, I, I it's think, cheap. I think it's underrated. I don't ever hear people talking about it. Well, or I see it in a lot of lists. I think I think that's what, that's what I love about talking about these lists. Because I'm constantly learning stuff about a game that I thought I knew pretty well. And when, when, when you see the Plague Claw in action. I mean, think about this. Think about what you just said. Ten or more models. Think about what we're headed right now. GW right, said exactly. it themselves. Battle line. And I think we're, we're going back into the world of uh, hordes again. I think we're going back into, I think we're going to see that again, obviously. And I think Plague Claw uh, catapults are going to be a huge bane on that, on that type of game build, if you will, right? Yeah. No, I could definitely see it. And uh, there's some, there is always the bummer of, you know, it's one shot. And uh, twos and threes, that's it's good. Uh, it's still phenomenal. You know I don't what? know. How you, can, uh, you can't complain about two and threes. You, you, twos yeah. and threes, minus two red. Yeah, no complaints. I mean, None. that's pretty phenomenal. None, no complaints. I'll take that all day, every day. You know, tr- trust yeah, me. No with I, I, I was I was raised in a world with with ogre shooting that everything's fours by threes. No, trust me. This is this is good. This is good. Um, yeah, I wonder if they'll change the war. I wonder if. And this is why I'm excited about the book. There's just so many war scrolls. You know, how, how much are these things going to change and how much will they stay the same? Well, I, you know what? I, I think what you've done here, especially with your with your second list here, the one that we've looked at, I, I think you've really kind of shown us a very versatile way to play Skaven. And I know that's kind of crazy saying that because as we said in the beginning of the show, I think, I think Skaven have a, probably more so than many armies, they have a very cult following in the community. They have people that are absolutely love them. And, and I know I know a couple of pe- players, that's the only army they play. That, I mean, that's it. Yeah. They don't even own any other model. They're not like a junkie like me or like you that have bun- you know, a bunch of plastic crack all over the place. Yeah. And, and, and I, I think what you've shown, especially with, with the second list here, is versatility. And um, I would definitely say that your second list, uh, being more pestilent-based, in my opinion, 
is a perfect balance between offense and defense. You're getting the defense with the Nurgle aspect of it. But then, you know, your your offense, when, again, when you look at that Vermin Lord Corruptor and what he's going to be able to do, you look at the support that the, the Plague Priest on the Furnace is going to give to your uh, your monks, and they're going to be getting those rerolls and those mortals, and then you got the Warp Lightning Vortex that's going to block something off, and you can almost corral your your your, your, your opponent's uh, troops. And then you got the Plague Claw Catapults dropping freaking radioactive boogers on everybody. I think... Um, I, I think that list and personally, I think that list is, is, um, I like that one better. I'm not saying the other one's lousy, but in, of the oh, two I, lists, I, I like that one better. Even playing it. I feel like playing the pestilence, uh, list that I made feels right. That feels like Skaven to me. Like I love having 90 Skaven on the pit, you know, like just swarms of these rats and you know, the catapult. I, I love the whole aesthetic of the pestilence and that's what I'm looking forward to most. But like I said, I also secretly have a little crush on uh, Clan Mulder right now. I, I'm loving the. I want the Hellbits to uh, to shine in the new book. I, 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 you know what? I would so love because I remember back in the day. You know, I'm an old guy, so I remember back in the day with Rank and Flank. The Hellpit Abomination was feared. There were certain units in the game back then that were feared, and the Hellpit was definitely one of them. And I think that's one unit that has still yet to see the light of day in Age of Sigmar. Here we are going on what six years almost in Age of Sigmar. And the Hell Pit was something that was so widely used and so precious to so many Skaven players back in the day. And when I say day, I mean 7th and 8th edition fantasy battles. You know, I guess even end times, that complete debauchery. But I would say that to see that, to see that unit come back, to see the Hell Pit come back in its form, I would, I would applaud that. I would applaud that. Probably, the, aesthetic-wise, a well-painted Hell Pit, probably the coolest looking model on the table in my opinion. And I'm saying that because I really love my jabber slides. It's ugly, it's beautiful, and I think seeing it out there would be great. Do you? I mean, how many would you play? Two? Yeah, I definitely run two, maybe three. It <laughs> you know? I, I feel like they are going to boost the points on it. Like I, I that's just uh, kind of been happening. But well, uh, I hope they boost the points and make it worth it, and we get something like really awesome out of that model. Well. I think right now what we're seeing is I think I think we're going to see the turnaround of you know and let's 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 kind of let's kind of let's take a step back and look at Skaven in compilation with all of chaos here right I think when we look at what chaos currently has coming in store for it we've got Slaves of Darkness we've seen the new models that are coming out for Slaves of Darkness um, and we know that in my prediction I think Oathbreakers are going to be the the, the, I'm going to say it right here on the, fo- on the show, guys. Grimdark Live is saying it right now that I think it's going to be Oathbreakers is going to be the new Chaos book that's going to come out ahead of Slaves of Darkness. Um, but I really think that Skaven fit very well in in that, well, that, that everything that you want out of a Chaos army. You say, okay, Chaos doesn't have shooting. Skaven does. Giselles, Warp-like, Giselles, the Cannon, and the Plague Claw Catapult, right? Uh, you you, yeah. you you have that. Um, you got even your Globadiers, even though they'll probably blow themselves up. They they have shooting. I think Skaven are that army that answers all of the questions that Chaos players have that's happening right now with Chaos in general. Am I, is that a fair statement? I, I like that Skaven is well-rounded. Like you said, you could do anything with it. You can make the monster fashion list. You can make the the shooting list. You can make, you know, you can do all those things with it. And that that is a cool concept. Uh, 
kind of like Stormcast, how they have so many different ways you can play Stormcast. Right. Uh, that Skaven's like the one thing in uh, Chaos where we have like a lot of options. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or like, you know, we know how Corn plays. We know how Nurgle plays. You know. Right. Don't, they're like set in their way. They're, yeah. You know, where Skaven, you never know what you'll get. Well, and what I love about it is think about it. Now, you also have monsters. You got monstrous infantry in 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 chaos in, in uh, the, uh, the the rat ogres, um, which I would love to see those those bad boys get an update, uh, especially the sculpts. Um, but I think I think I in co- what's that? I got a couple of those put away too, dude. I I, cool I I love them. Yeah, I love them. And I think the, what I love about Skaven is that it's really your one stop shop. It I think it answers a lot of the questions. You know, yeah, could they be a little more durable? Yeah, but they have tools in their toolbox that I think help them with, with their, with their deficiency in, in durability. Right. I think, you know, it, it's hard to come across the table and do something to you when, you know, uh, you know, your, your play clock catapult uh, just took out a character that was already weakened by your, your doom wheels. You know, I, I think that there's, there are certain combinations or things like that, that you can do with Skaven that you, that you might not be able to necessarily do with, with other chaos armies. Um, so oh, I agree. So we got the new book that's that, that's coming out here pretty soon. I mean, uh, any 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 closing thoughts on on Skaven itself, and not closing thoughts on the show, mind you, but any anything to kind of wind down the, the topic of Skaven. Like, what if, if if a new player walked up to you, Mike, or maybe a player that was looking to kind of maybe trade up and get into a new army? What would you? What advice would you give them to to get into oh. Skaven or or you know something that ilk? I think if you're going to get into Skaven and you're a new player, like it's a great army to jump into. Like we just said, you have a ton of options and a a ton of awesome models out there. Uh, Some of the sculpts are older though. So you know, it matters. I I'd give them that warning, but I think that you can jump in and, you know, I went from no Skaven to 4,000 points of it in no time. (laughs) Like, you know I mean? Like, you, you start making lists and, and you play it and then you're like, Oh my God, I just need to do this. And that's the thing about Skaven is every time you play with them, you like want to jump to one of the other clans, which I think is part of the allure, you know, right. like, yeah, every, I, I love it. I, I think that, uh, like you said, it's a cult classic. So people who, uh, people who want to play Skaven usually end up getting into it, you know? Like yeah. And you know, it's funny. I've never played Skaven, but I played against them. You know, I, I actually, my very first game in the hobby ever was against the Skaven army. And ever since then, I've just had tremendous games. As a matter of fact, the lore, you know, here's, here's a book right off my bookshelf, Headtaker right here, man. That's, that's the, uh, that's a, that's a great book, man. This is about Queek Headtaker, great character. Uh, he's, they killed him off though. He's dead now. Oh, yeah. Uh, but I, I will say this back in the day, you couldn't read a dwarf book. You couldn't read a, a high elf book. You couldn't read any black library book about any of those things that that didn't have Skaven involved, Empire and all those kinds of things. I mean, the I, I think there's also an iconic sense about them that is so popular, and I think that helps the lore and helps the players drive towards the army, right? Um, yeah. And, and well, even like today, I made a post about the lore, and I already had a uh, guy's already explaining to me. A bunch of awesome stuff that I didn't even know. I know yesterday you were telling me uh, they defeated Nagash at one point. And, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, in the story. yeah. I'm behind on the lore. And whenever I hear about it, it's always fantastic. And all the skating stuff has been awesome so far. 
Well, I mean, this is the army that hollowed out a whale, Mike. They hollowed out a whale and found the Idnathipian. Who the who the hell does that? They 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 took a big whale, they hollowed it out, they put engines to it like a submarine, and they went and found the freaking Idnathipian. Now I want that model. I want oh, well, the submarine Skaven whale. You know what? That you know, that, GW, if you're listening, we want the are submarine. They <laughs> I, we, 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 Giant <laughs> whale submarine. I'm buying it. That's right. That's right. Here, here's your Moby Dick. But yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> but but good stuff, man. Good stuff. I gotta I gotta be honest with you, man. I, I love the I love the enthusiasm you bring to the hobby. And folks, if you ever had a chance to get to one of our war meets, I'm gonna highly recommend you play Mike here because you know, win, lose, or draw, you're gonna have a you're gonna have a freaking great game. Uh, you might not finish the game. Take it from me. I played two unfinished games against Drafty here, and we just we just laugh the whole time, and it turns into just a ridiculous setting. But hell of a guy, and, and Mike, you're 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 and you're you're pretty new in the hot. You've been playing for what three years now? Uh just about two years. Yeah, I haven't. Uh, that's why I tell everyone I feel like such a baby and uh, into the hobby, but. Every time I play with people, it's just so inspiring. It's so cool to hear people have been playing from fantasy. And then, like, you know, GW, when they do stuff, I'm like, wait, what's going on? They're like, oh, you're, you're new. You know, you don't know. GW does all sorts of crazy stuff in the game. Sure. Things change all the time. Like, when 2.0 changed to 3.0, because that's when I got in. Right. I had never imagined something like that much change could happen in the game. But... uh that's very exciting to me. I like that at any moment, you know, things change and yeah. I, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm loving the, the pace even right now. Like you said, like all these things that are hitting us at once. Uh, I love that. I, I like that people are going to be mixed up. You know, am I going to see Deepkin, Fire Slayers, Night Haunt, Daughters of Cain? Like, oh, this is great. You know, it, it won't even give people really the time to uh, hone in on right. one army. Right. There's just something going on. Well, honestly, Mike, you're you're a you're you're a hell of a guy to know. You're an awesome gamer and really for being so so young in the game, man, you're you're really gonna I think you're gonna do great things. I, I think I think you're destined for some big tournament wins. And I'm telling you this, guys, he's a hell of a player. Um if you ever if you're out to Armed Forces Day five, put a mark on this guy, man, because uh you're gonna you're gonna be fighting this guy. He's 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 gonna bring it to you. But uh what do you think, man? You ready for uh for, for a closing thought here on tonight's show? Yeah, I could, right, I can, uh, if I was going to close it out, I'd say, uh, you know, Warhammer is a fantastic hobby. Uh, everyone I've met in it so far has been, you know, a character and someone that I'm glad to have in my life. Uh, I think you, uh, you're only as good as your club, so make sure you join a good one. And, uh, you know, rolling with the Grimdark Live team has been uh, fantastic. Uh, I've learned so much from these guys and, uh, if you're in a position where you have an army and you're feeling down or you don't, you know, don't feed into the negativity of the hobby. I think, uh, get it on the table. People are going to tell you things are unplayable, play them because, uh, the less people are playing them, the better they do. So, uh, don't let anyone tell you how to play the game and, uh, make it your own. I think that's would be my final thought of it. And, uh, and don't be a short pants. We're gonna we're gonna don't we're gonna throw that one in there. <laughs> but you know, uh, it's it's a great show, Mike. And and you know that's a wrap. And Mike, thank you very much for being with us tonight, bud. Uh, and folks, until we meet up again, remember, roll them dice, fun and fair. 
and don't be a short pants. Good night, everyone. That's right. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. And and play chaos. There you go. All right, guys. Good night. See you. See you next week. Dark Live would like to thank you for slumming through another show with us for all things dice, dragons, demons, and a dwarf in the Warhammer worlds. We'll be back again real soon, so until then, roll them dice fun and fair, and don't be a frickin' short pants. You can get your Grimdark Live fix on on our live show or catch us on our Grimdark Live podcast. Never fear, gang. There'll be more great content from Grimdark Live coming to you each and every week. So stay tuned and stay grim while you dice chucking blue sniffing gamer goons. You're all awesome. Looks like I picked the wrong week to stop sniffing blue. Remember to embrace the main message here on Grimdark Live, and that's a social contract we have between gamers and the commitment we have to each other in this community. We're only as good as our last game. Check us out at GrimdarkLive.com, and don't forget to subscribe, follow, and recommend Grimdark Live to your friends. So long, Grimdark goons. Until next time, may the dice gods bless you and your sweaty palms. Bye. Short pain.